Hello and welcome back to Talking Europe. Migration, identity and borders are always big issues in European politics, but perhaps never more so than in a European election. A cornerstone of the current five-year political programme has been the EU's Pact on Asylum and Migration, and a political agreement on that was reached in December after three years of negotiations. Technical talks will continue this year. Now, centrists and the centre-left hope that this pact will dent right-wing and far-right forces in the June EU election. But so far, opinion polls don't necessarily back that up. Well, I'm joined by Nicola Procaccini, an Italian MEP who is co-president of the Group of Conservatives and Reformists, or ECR. Welcome to you. Hello. And I'm also joined by Juan Fernando López Aguilar, a Spanish MEP, and he was rapporteur for a proposal to regulate crisis situations in the field of asylum and migration. Welcome to you as well. Thank you for having me. So, Let's start with this pact. Uh, Nicola Procaccini, is it such a big step forward as its supporters have claimed? Yes, I think it's a, a step in the right uh, direction. I don't think uh, uh, it solves the, the problem of illegal migration, but uh, it's a step. Uh, in a step forward, uh, and you know, uh, the problem of illegal migration uh, maybe is the, is the main one for, 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 for the people, for the countries. Uh, we think we have to, to do more, uh, but uh, this is um, a good um, beginning. We do have figures, though, on irregular migration from 2023, from Frontex, 350,000 people entered it regularly. There's a much bigger number of people who've come in through actual asylum mechanisms. So are we exaggerating the, the problem of irregular migration? Migration is a fact. Right. Asylum is a right. So they're different things, but they are related, particularly in the treaties, because the Treaty of Lisbon mandates the European Union to build up a migration and asylum system with its relevant legislation. But it happens, you made it right, that it's turned out to be the most divisive issue in the agenda. That is why we have failed for so many years to put in place something that combines shared responsibility and solidarity. We wanted binding solidarity in times of crisis. But yes, migration flows have to be handled, and the only chance for the member states to make it effectively is to do it together. There is not a single chance that everyone can make it on its own. On the contrary, that is the situation we're coming from. The status quo is member states complaining. Where is Europe? We have been left on our own. It was about time that we put in place something at the European scale. Uh, I think that the solidarity uh, that you're alluding to is, is obviously very important for Italy. Do you think that now with this pact there's a chance of more real help for Italy, uh, for, for the coast guards and all of that? I hope so. Uh, you know, the, the, the problem uh, is uh, on the shoulders uh, of the first entry country. Um, I think uh, we have to change, change uh, the paradigm. Uh, so I think, uh, uh, yes, the relocations uh, of the ones who have the right, Vasilum, they are few. 10, 15 percent, um, but uh, we must be focused uh, on the stop the flows, stop the departures, and uh, even remove the reasons why 
the people from Africa uh, want to leave the, their house, their land, and coming in, uh, in Europe. Is, is that realistic, stop the flow of departures, uh, Juan Fernando López Aguilar? It takes a geopolitical Europe. It takes a lot of geopolitical strength. It takes to grow up when it comes to a, a foreign defense and security policy and diplomacy to be effective. But it's part of the equation. Because once they have been searched and rescued and brought to safe harbor, which is an international law obligation for all the member states and for the European Union in all, all human beings are to be treated with dignity and respect to the fundamental rights. The Charter of Fundamental Rights of the European Union covers them. The beauty of the Charter of Fundamental Rights is that it doesn't only cover European citizens, but every human being under EU law. And when it comes to migration, be it irregular or irregular, most are irregular precisely because there is a lack of legal and safe pathways, which is an insistent claim by this European Parliament. But when we talk of solidarity, once we are here, the point is solidarity, ever since the Lisbon Treaty entered into force, is no longer a goodwill or a, or a desideratum. Solidarity is a legal mandate, and we have to give it content, and content is relocation and other supplementary means of solidarity. Yeah, I was going to come back to that. I mean, do, do you have much faith in this um, d uh, mandatory solidarity mechanism? Do you think that because of this new pact that more people will be shared from Italy to other countries? I mean, Hungary clearly doesn't want to go along with this. But uh, listen, uh, for us, the problem is not the relocation. Uh, because the relocation uh, is for few people, the people who have the right uh, de to, to come. Yeah. Um, Hungary uh, is welcoming Ukrainian, uh, real war refugees. So this is not a problem um, about uh, the approach of Hungarian government. Our problem is... Uh, uh, to change the paradigm. Uh, I think we have to completely change what we have done until now. Uh, we have to manage the legal migration and we can do it only if we stop the illegal migration, if we, uh, if we tackle the smugglers. Because, uh, believe me, the, 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 the human traffickers uh, is the biggest criminal business in the world, yeah. we have to stop it. But how do you do that? I mean, this is, it's such an impossibly complex knot to untie the whole smuggling issue, isn't it? The smuggling and trafficking of human beings is a serious criminal offence. And the point is that it is a business precisely because of lack of legal and safe pathways. Yeah. We have to sort it out. Yeah. Then we got to do more than that. Because I insist, once they are here, we need rules, binding rules for all the member states and legal certainty. Precisely that is why the pact is a step forward in itself, because the status quo was simply untenable. Mm. The status quo we come from is precisely lack of rules, binding rules and legal certainty for all the member states. Mm. When we put common obligations, binding even for those who have not voted for it, because Hungary, insofar as it is a member state of the European Union, is bound by EU law, whether the 
the Hungarian government votes for it or not. That is the point of being a member of the European Union. So it means that for now we will have finally EU authorities, a EU relocation coordinator, making sense of the relocation programs and solidarity pledges coming up from the states to the Commission in order to help particularly those frontline member states, including Italy and Spain, which have been left on their own for all too long. People fleeing from despair and setting foot on the European Union have set foot not on Italy or Lampedusa or El Hierro in the Canaries, they have set foot in the, foot in the European Union. And it takes a European scale of response. We can make it if we make it together. It is not beyond reach. We don't need to panic. We can make it work if we make it together. Uh, Nicola Procaccini, what about one key aspect of this fact is the uh, screening process at EU borders. How do you think that's going to work? Do, do you have much confidence that that will actually do its job? Yeah, mm, the, the screening is very important. One of the uh, most important files uh, is uh, Eurodac. And uh, the, the rapporteur was of my group, uh, a Spanish colleague uh, of Vox, and uh, he made very good work. And so this is why one of these important uh, things we are in favor. Uh, obviously, it's not perfect, the, the, the new pact, but uh, there are some key points uh, very good. We, we have to do more. We have to make, uh, we have to select, we have to, our borders must be uh, sure because uh, borders sure means uh, city, um, countries, sure, more sure. Um, the illegal migration uh, is a problem. Uh, I, my feeling is that for, for a side of the parliament is not a problem. For me, yes. For us, yes. Uh, is it your side of the parliament for which <laughs> this is not a problem? It, it certainly, it's not a threat. Migration is not a threat. No, but not, illegal. Not He's saying not illegal, illegal, not migration no, no, in general. He's saying my, illegal. My, illegal. No. My, migration is an issue. And of course, irregular migration may pose real problems. Absolutely. They, uh, it, it takes a lot of strategy. It takes sustainability of that strategy. It takes political will. But my point is precisely that because of the migration fact and asylum rights have a European scale of response, we need to come up with a European scale of response. And precisely because it's European, it's difficult, and the pact is always imperfect. How can it be perfect when you have to put together 27 member states with a variety of governments, coalitions, political colors, ideology, when it comes to such an ideological and politically relevant and divisive issue. How can it be perfect when you have to sum up a majority in this European Parliament in which there are eight political groups and there is no political group on its own that can make a, a legal act adopted with its own numbers? We need to compromise with each other. So, yes, the outcome might be imperfect, might be subject to criticism, but it's better than nothing. And we had nothing last mandate of the European Parliament that aroused a lot of arguments, a lot of criticism, a lot of frustration, a lot of uh, call for action. And now we have delivered. This mandate may come to an end with a migration and asylum pact on its feet. That is, a, that, is, that is a great achievement. Well, you both agree that the pact is at least a start, even though you're on, on very different sides of the political spectrum. So that's interesting. Uh, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much to both of my guests, Nicola Procaccini and Juan Fernando Lopez Aguilar. And that's all for this edition of Talking Europe.